Hello, Namaskar, Adab, Satsri Akal to all my listeners and viewers of Sulu Kabur's podcast. And here I am once again talking to one of the most wonderful and most talented people I've met online. I've always maintained that there are friends and then there are online friends. There are two types of friends. Of course, we all know the value of real friends in real life, but people downplay the uh, Facebook and the Instagram friends that you meet. And most of the Facebook and Instagram friends are people who are actually friends in real life. That was not the case with my uh, social media accounts. I have met some wonderful, uh, talented people online and I have learned from them. And I do my best to uh, bring them onto my podcast and, you know, tap into their minds. And one of those talented, young and upcoming and emerging, and you can use all the words you want. And because he is young and he is passionate and he's creative and he never stops doing what he loves. And this is Vidya Nani, my, my guest on this podcast. Welcome, brother. Hi, Najib. He is a, he's a filmmaker, but there are many filmmakers. The reason why I invite him is because he's a filmmaker that has come from a place you and I, as when I say I, I mean the listener, would have come. He's like you and me. He has no godfathers in the history. He has come without any formal training from film school. He started with short films and I have seen him start with short films exactly the time around I had released my short film back in 2012 and I never made a short film again and he right now is making a feature film after after all these years. Of course, he has done some other wonderful works in the meantime, but I just wanted to highlight where he was and where he is now. It's wonderful to uh, talk to you, brother. Thanks for doing this. You're, you're not really active on social media, is it? I mean, you're in a hibernation. Were you active before? Were you like this always? What's the scene there? Oh, it's, it's, I've never seen it like a much of an active thing. Mm-hmm. If there's anything to share, I do put it often. But uh, it is something like um, I somehow strangely started to feel odd uh, in social media. Mm-hmm. So it is like, um, what do you call, um, there are a lot of reasons, but uh, the best thing is, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're trying to do something else than doing that, I think so. Right. That's all it and the other oh. thing is, there is very um, unhealthy habituation of social media thing. So uh-huh. I don't use my Instagram. I have an app. Usually I do get messages where, dude, why don't you reply on my Instagram and all those things. But the thing is, I don't have the app itself. Right. So I used to have all these things and I stopped it. It's like I thought, let's channel my art and expression only to the filmmaking thing. And if there is anything sharing and all, I'll do it to Facebook. If I was not doing this film and if I don't have any promotion thing, I think I would have quit social media. That was the, Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. But it would be hard. It would take a superhuman effort, but I would have done that. Damn. You are, of course, trying to focus on the film, but you generally don't have a high regard for social media on a general note, isn't it? I mean, yeah, in in terms of forming connections and interpersonal relationships and so on. But Yeah, as you said priorly, like uh, what Facebook has done is something amazing and I can't undervalue that. Mm -hmm. It definitely did something. But I think uh, more than me using it, I realized uh, it was using me. So I think I saw it. (laughs) Perfect way to put that. Yep. Yeah, you post very rarely. I I totally observe that on Facebook. Uh, But I want to straight away jump in and talk about one particular post, which you had posted about 
how you got lost in the Himalaya scouting for some location, all right? I don't remember each and every single inch of that story, but what I remember is it was riveting to read and it was quite a harrowing experience. And I just want you to tell, tell it in your words. What, what exactly happened there? Yeah. The reason why I'm asking you is uh, because you almost, is it true that you almost were this close from dying? Isn't it? Yeah, there were, there were scenarios. There were, there were scenarios. We couldn't have come back. Of course, we ha- we generally have a tendency to dramatize whatever we do in life. So yeah, it may be also that. But uh, on what exactly happened? Let's come from the top. So yeah, yeah. So let's say um, you have a story to tell, and you are as a filmmaker, you're searching for an environment and landscape which which uh, works for that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it is fueled by this tendency to show something what people haven't seen before. So yeah. yeah, I I was actually trekking. I was actually scouting for something what we call a glacier, actually. Okay. So glacier, a glacier is a thing where I mean, when the uh, at a higher altitude, the flowing river actually freezes. Right. So that is a kind of glacier what I'm looking for. So that for that you have to reach to a very uh, altitude, high altitude, and uh, you have to do there. So no, I was just this ignorant. I'm, I was not much a traveler thing, but mm-hmm. I was just fascinated by the images and the story I wanted to tell. So I still didn't complete my script by then. I was just fiddling with the ideas. I think I wrote a draft or outline. This or this is for the movie Gami, if, if I'm not wrong. Yes, the title is Gami. Yes. Right, right. Go on. Uh, so I happened, I did, before starting the script, I did travel to Himalayas once which was some other place just to get an idea of traveling and everything and all. So I just learned before the script and this was the second time. I think this was after four or five months after getting the, I think it's probably the macro idea of the script. Then I realized, um, let's do it. Let's count. Um, let's get more into the landscape. I want to tell. So I was getting into this place and I realized that there is this glacier called Katling Glacier. Okay. It's in Uttarakhand and it is it is nearby a village called Guttu. You have to trek for like 11 days or something. So, and it is not the usual trek thing where uh, you can go with a few people and go there. It is a very rare thing. So, okay. We, it is not really a trek, famous trek route where, you know, trek. yeah. It is mm-hmm. not a famous trek route. And mm-hmm. frankly speaking, I didn't even trek for like 11 days before and I don't know how it feels like. I just did right. like traveling or trekking for one or two days and sleeping in tents, but not this hardcore trek. The thing is, I didn't know it was like that. All I was like this stupid guy who saw this image in the Google and realized I have to shoot here. So I was just going there in that direction. And it was, it took me to very surprising places. So emotional places and physical places also. Mm-hmm. So as I was saying, yeah, we had to, I finished my script and I was going there. And me and my friend Karthik, who is a producer of the film, so we were at the only team and uh, once we realized there, then we were told that to do this trek, you need to buy this stuff, all these things, sleeping bags and all these things. We had nothing, no plan, no nothing. We went there. So we had to purchase all these things and we started the trek and all. I was like, get okay, I think on the first day itself, I'll be witness to all this snow and all these things. But uh, first day itself, there was a blow. The weather started to get worse and we were actually stuck in a village called, I think it was something, uh, 
it's a stone village actually it has no phone calls no nothing right. the whole houses are made of stones and people don't bath there actually mm-hmm. and it's a very different place and we were stuck there for 2 3 days if if the weather was going to get worse we would have come back that right. would have been more worse scenario so luckily the fourth day the weather started to get good and we started to trek for the next 5 days 6 days 7 days and all we went on went on it was it was a very different experience the uh, the temperature is freezing and you don't have anybody there were situations where i got lost actually i got wow. lost i got lost in the far forest and there was this wild dog that was coming from the far ahead and you can't shout there is this thing that you can't shout in the jungle actually i was told by the locals so you can't call for help you can't shout help bolke why 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 is that i think it it causes unnecessary attention to the animals or something of course i do have that story part we were confronted by a bear that 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 part comes later what in the fuck bro go on bro i'm fascinated yes. yeah so so it was a usual difficult trek like the 5 6 days are normal thing like you have to cross these water chasms so yeah. if you are in the water the flow is very strong that you will be hit and you will be gone away that is one of those that that traps so like even a small slip the water flow will carry you away to haridwar simple <laughs> wow and yeah. haridwar is fucking far from wherever you are i, I assume wherever you are Yeah. yeah i thought i thought actually i was still ignorant i was thinking maybe you will get that rope that rock or this rock and i thought no it, it doesn't look dangerous it looks very simple actually right. but you you may think that i wish to think like okay you'd fall you'll go the flow but you you may hit that stone or that stone and get a grip and you may survive but i don't think the rocks are too slippery you can't hold the grip yeah it's true if you fall you're gone that's all simple it is and we had to, <clears throat> so there were scenarios where there was no bridges actually to cross those water uh, flowing thing so right. the water the valleys is nothing but the himalayan uh, water will be melting and that is what the rivers are they are holy rivers so the river is cutling river so you have mm-hmm. to cross this thing again and again daily you have to cross one thing so daily if you slip in any one of them you're gone so there were scenarios where there were no bridges so they were old very old so we had to cut the logs we have to align the logs we have to walk on them there were two helpers with us so they were guiding us maybe if they were not there yeah it would have been very difficult i was so ignorant that i was supposed to do it alone actually it was like that wow <laughs> you must have uh, gone all uh, free yeah. solo <laughs> that that's the problem always with you know inventing thing and all you're ignorant you're yeah. ignorant and that that is the lead to do something crazy that's that's uh, that gives more opportunities right so, yeah and uh, so we were going fifth day sixth day seventh day the food was running out so we started excavating the food in the these are usual trek challenges there's nothing special about it okay so you uh, you run out of food so you try you so we got this uh, What, did you go bear grills or something like that <laughs> yeah 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 exactly i mean really? um, yeah i mean you got this alu in the what you call um, in the mud itself there itself so we plucked some aloos there itself and we used that aloo and we ate them actually we didn't eat the insects but we tried yeah. some fruits and some other budding things and all I right actually, yeah i was scared obviously by uh, remembering the film called what is that film name i forgot into the wild in uh huh yep yeah that's scary that that's a scary adventure story yep. you know the guy and dies at the film by eating something which he shouldn't eat right so, yeah I was asking the local guy can I eat this and all I used to eat it it was funny and interesting 
and we came across a lot of herbs and everything actually on the way jadi booti bolke and you know there are a lot mm-hmm. of people who illegally do find these herbs which have uh, rare medical medicinal uh, uh, advantages which is which has something to do with my film actually that is one of the reasons okay so the, the the what you call uh, the mycology part of the film there is this part where uh, study of fungus actually it has a play to role to do the film Mm-hmm. so i was even partially doing research on that studying variable things and what kind of things it's a very different place you know uttarakhand it has amazing dude it must be so out of your comfort zone here you are sitting in a bed with a computer with a bathroom with you know these when you go in places like that right you suddenly start missing things that are so small and so untrivial right thing like a bucket is something you'll miss thing like a tap yes yes i think even you are a trekker right so you must have known all these things oh yeah uh, man i mean go on we'll 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 talk about what what uh, how disconnected we are with nature we'll talk about that in the end but go on with your story please true true yeah so the yeah the usual you'll um, i hate sleeping in the sleeping bags and all but i had to and there is an ironic story about my sleeping bag so i bought this sleeping bag for low bugs or something and that day some that can withstand only 15 degrees centigrade and the temperature which i am in is like minus 5 something what so it was the like hell bro <laughs> it was like a hell daily but i had to withstand and uh, so let's come now the ending part comes so the guy the guide showed me some himalayan mountain top and he said that is kathling that is what you wanted and right boom i was like what this is not like what i came for i was like i have to go more forward more forward i was like no no you can't you have to like done it that's what it is what will you go you have to go back the weather is going to get back we, even if we trek back it's going to take more uh, number of days and all people is going is saying that i was like distressed no oh, wait a second so why why were you disappointed so the, the the image was not matching your google image or something like that yeah so there was this photographer who clicked it in 2000 i don't know when was the uttarakhand flood it was in 2011 i guess right okay maybe yeah, so I, i'm not sure yeah yeah the photographer who clicked the cutting issue was in 2008 actually okay so then it, then it struck me after i think yeah after i came down to the base point and i was still in this dark phase of um, of course i'll come to the part later yeah so i think that part is an amazing thing where i saw the visual and that was not what i came for after all these 11 12 days i just sat on that rock and i was like what the fuck is this i mean like uh, It, it, is it this hard to make okay that is the reason why people hadn't made it till or something like this right so it it hit me and i just sat there on the rock just looking at the glacier uh, realizing that the purpose i came for didn't was not fulfilled and um, i was in this dilemma that will i ever make the story i want to make in the way i want to make and i thought okay fine everything is gone let's just enjoy the beauty for a minute and i just sat there for two minutes i just saw the glacier and uh, i just experienced it to the best and i we started back yeah so on the way on the last day uh, there was this base cave kind of thing where we have to stay i mean right. this is uh, before buddy yeah, uh, just i'm um, sorry to interrupt can you please be a little closer to the mic if you don't mind yes i think we got it now yeah right can go you, on yep yep go on so uh, this is in cave. this is the in- yeah this is the incident which happened before i saw the visual which i which was not what i wanted right so this was the last day i can see the glacier but i was optimistic that maybe if i go deeper down if i go deeper down i'll see what i wanted that river uh, glacier thing 
Mm-hmm. So we, my friend actually gave up realizing how steep it is and how tall it is. Mm-hmm. And the very moment we were dis- we were arguing about why you should go, why you should stay, and there was this guy who was throwing stones at something, mm-hmm. and I tracked his eyes and I saw one black object moving far away, and I realized that was a bear. It's a black bear. What? Sadly, we were scaring it away. Actually, of course, it's like one of these fright or freeze moments. Yeah. It was it was very far, but I couldn't imagine how distance the guide uh, realized that was the object. actually something was itching inside why are we scaring the animal away and all these things uh-huh. there was this one guy who was actually with us a foreigner called austria his name is peter uh-huh. he is one of the traveler he was also we just caught him in the middle of the uh, trek he is one of those guys who was doing it alone he is some 40 year old guy he had done the trek before when he was 19 or something so he was our only uh, stranger uh, guy and uh, company in this whole trek and he white, was also white people are mental bro <laughs> is <laughs> is from austria no i i mean it in a positive way go yeah yeah yes 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 he was mental he was crazy mental he taught us a lot of things actually right so uh so yeah it was a strange thing it was far away we the yeah in a nutshell the guide scared away the animal right But in that night we have to live with fear that where that um, that bear going to get his mama bear <laughs> yeah so, I, i i wonder if revenant was released before you did this trek or after you did this trek i'm not sure yes. but yes 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 it was before we went to the trek oh my <laughs> god i mean those must those scenes must have played in your mind i'm sure uh no it was this uh, yeah i understand i understand what you're saying man it it i i don't think you would have slept that night that the night that you saw the bear and you you are so vulnerable Yeah, I think my fear of my fear of disappointment override uh, my fear of this thing actually. Oh, okay. That, was, that happened, but my friend was yeah, he was warning when we we're going to like uh, the washroom and all. We were like, okay, that uh, okay, be careful, it's going to come somewhere. So we were yeah, we didn't go out much yeah. on that night. Yeah. yeah, it could have come actually. Dude, nights uh, in our cities and towns are entirely different from nights in a fucking jungle. You know. you 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 would have never seen such darkness in your life that darkness is, is something that you can't describe in words i mean if there is a word i think the closest word that comes to that is pitch black true it's terrifying for me it is in a different perspective actually i for me the more than the light i like to those you know that magical view of the milky way galaxies yeah no oh, yep that that is yeah that is that is one heavenly thing that you don't get to see in in our uh, more, urban jungles than, yeah yeah more than this feeling of you are alone it makes me feel uh, something more it's like yeah. that uh, i'm too metaphysical about the sky i love it i am right. amazing at it so it at the who are they what are they are we just alone all these questions you know there are amazing questions to think yeah. about so man when i yeah. look at the sky i'm like i'm like humbled i'm like how small am i and how does anything matter whatever i'm doing and you know all the little uh, struggles and the little problems and the little you know squirmishes that we have they all look so insignificant when you look at the sky isn't it i mean i don't know how you feel true true i think it is definitely as carl sagan said like we are just a speck in speck of a sand what do you call that yeah we're just one of it one of a grain in the sand you 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 mentioned carl sagan i i think one of the last astronauts to ever go to the moon died and are you aware of neil degrasse tyson by any chance 
Yeah, I'm aware, but I'm not much into him. Yeah. Okay, so so what? So he quoted a tweet of a, a, a polit, uh, an astronaut who once said, I, "I just want to grab the collar of a politician and bring him to the moon and just show him how tiny the Earth looks and how tiny are your petty issues look, how tiny your petty politics look from from this perspective." If if that makes any sense. True, I have heard I have heard this, and I completely agree with this thing. Yeah, it does actually. But you know what? <laughs> Earth is Earth itself is too small of a thing. I wonder yep. what we would uh, what would we feel if we really try to visualize the space time continuum. I think we would get fucked up. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, we have we are so egoistical in our own little urban jungles and the own in our own little universe that we have made ourselves with plushy beds and uh, massive bathrooms and big bungalows. Every now and then, to humble someone, you have to like drag him out into the nature and just show him who the boss is. and there is this very fundamental thing you know what have we made up of we are made up of atoms and a stone is made up of atoms why are we any different at the end we are just originated from some big bang thing and one atom became another thing and one cell became another thing and species came and species developed into human thing and that itself prove how significant we are actually yeah so fundamentally itself we are no different from a rock we are as significant as a rock or wouldn't say yeah. we are insignificant but we are as insignificant as a rock that's what i would feel actually yeah sorry man so, yeah we went Wait. there to there yeah yeah go on that's how it is that's how that's how we roll in this podcast brother but go on <laughs> yeah i think that was the end so yeah i was disappointed and mm-hmm. uh, i didn't get what i wanted and i right. came down and i was thinking how could i go wrong like i've tried for all these days and why didn't i get what i wanted and then it hit me so there was this floods in uttarakhand in 2011 and so everything got washed away in that flood so i came after two or four 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 years after the flood so, so the entire landscape itself was changed because of that those yeah. floods uttarakhand floods yeah so whatever the landscape i wanted is it's sculpted through eye with eyes so mm-hmm. it was washed away in the flood so man you should have taken some pics for someone like you who will go there for the future because they, they'll still be going with this 2008 assumption if you know what i mean i'm just joking but, but yeah <laughs> yeah they would go but still you know no it wouldn't be as important as i went through actually because yep. i went like a film and my whole film was relying on those kind of things and people would have gone just for a scenic thing maybe you will feel disappointed that it was not there but this thing it was hitting me hard because i i can't make the film which i want to make that right. was that kind of scenario right so yeah like later after one year or something i think i have took on another journeys and i finally got what i wanted and i have made what i wanted and it's in the process and all so this is a long long that's a whole new adventure another thing right so yeah and then i did get what i want it took me a hell of a time than what i expected right so but man aren't you glad that 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 mistake happened to you because sometimes we 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 hate our mistakes but some mistakes we cherish because some mistakes are just happy accidents oh definitely you wouldn't try to uh, underplay anything everything shapes you right so it taught me a lot definitely it made it more than you know film making thing and all it's uh, making me a better person is what i felt just like what you said it makes you realize is what kind of uh, things we have how grateful we are the small things and all and ironically i think i started to get this knack of 
uh, wanting to shoot in difficult scenarios, like telling stories through difficult things. So not only this, I have a lot of adventures like underwater adventures and yeah. you know, other other things. Everything is that 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 is one of the reasons why I go travel and and do crazy things because these things they humble me. I am the, uh, not only me. Uh, maybe I speak for everyone. We all have, we all are so proud in our heads, right? We proud of our jobs, our salary, our status, our car, our mobile, our our motorbike. Every now and then we need this. We need this. Uh, 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 how how can I put it? Every now and then we need to disconnect ourselves with with these worldly comforts and try to humble ourselves by going out there, and and just try to realize who the actual boss is. The the actual boss is the universe and the nature, and nothing humbles you like nature does. At the end of the day, uh, and you you come back you come back recharged. You you come back you come back different from 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 the place that you have traveled. So I I hope you experience the same and you 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 will cherish that for 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 the rest of your life, man. I mean, that that's all I can okay. say about that. Yep. Everyone has something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The, we uh, we I generally uh, start with asking the guests to uh, talk about where they get started. I should have asked this a lot earlier, but I was so. Uh, uh, eager to listen to what uh, what what went with you Sorry, in Himalayas, yeah. But who are you? Where did you come from? Where did you start? And let, let, let's talk about all all of that part. Oh, that's a very tricky thing. Memory is a very tricky thing, right? So yeah, we try to remember in. Uh, no, uh, let, let let me put you uh, where where you obviously we will talk about you have you are a filmmaker obviously you are a filmmaker so what was your earliest movies what did what, what movie shaped you where were you so every every spider-man has this moment where the spy, spider will sting it right where was your spider moment uh i i don't think i can uh, rationally put one point as that hook point okay i don't remember that okay i think it's a process thing which shaped it Yep. Yeah. So I, it's like I think I can put it like this way in a simple way. Like I, uh, I was not much taken to films when I was young. Like my father is not much of a theater-going person, so he okay. took me to much, much uh, films much. So the my only source is TV and um, all these big hero movies. They wouldn't take because I think at that time getting the tickets was a bit harder. So yeah. I was my only thing was this TV. And probably when, uh, as just like every '90s kid, my only thing is that ETV and Jimmy. So mm-hmm. there was this. Uh, I used to like these uh, strange uh, swashbuckler films of uh, Vitlacharya and uh, Kamalakar Kameshwaro. Okay. Like uh, show-show fantasy films of Telugu actually. So mm-hmm. ETV lo eko alanti cinema lester varu actually. Okay. So I used to like Kathikantaro films. So that guy, it's pretty much the every film is same actually. The hero has something. He's learning with a sage. Uh, there are these princes, and you. There are some curse. You go through the adventures, and uh, you get finally you get shape shifters and all these mythological things. And finally, the hero gets something. He learns something, and the day is better than what where he started. When, when, when you're talking about these movies, how how old were you? How old were you? I think um, yeah, uh, five about five to okay. ten. Okay. Okay. About five to ten, and yeah. uh, there is this films of Sv Krishna Reddy, like Maya Lodu, and uh, all these things. Of course, we always grow up and explore all these worlds, cinema and other filmmakers. But I think the roots are those. 
right like, they were some they were fascinating the, like you know there is this robot who loves and there is this uh, uh, friendship between an elephant and a normal banker i mean like a, an individual and there is this magician and there is this gatot kacha all these uh, amazing things i used to like them uh, yeah. i used to surprisingly i used to get bored of filmmakers whom i admire now in a way okay <laughs> so it's like if there was no fight and no nothing i used to, it it used to be very boring i used to hate them i always wanted that hero the fight the sword fight and all these things brother so, i'll tell you something when i watched dhoom for the first time uh, when i was in my high school i wanted every single movie to be as awesome as dhoom in terms of action and bike chases and the thrill and the adrenaline my my source of adrenaline was dhoom i was that crazy and that adamant when about when when, when i'm watching any other movie is because that's how we are we, I, I i i'll come to a line that you had said uh, said me uh, you you had told me long time ago uh, about why uh, how our perception changes about movies but uh, go on yeah i mean i can put it down to those films you know right uh, those uh, i uh, they are, i think the made in 50s and 60s and then they, the other films which i talk about ashwi krishna whatever film right. like this uh, 80s films and all they are my initial exposures and then the usual films of snakes and all these things i strangely used to like them rather than dramas of course now i like dramas more than those right. which are not done right which is a strange thing as a kid you are fascinated to those kind of things yeah so, you need you need action you need something to happen we, some I magic mean, these are the, yeah it's like these are the things which trigger our imagination right exactly children need to be taught about you have to imagine things like people like harry potter people like lord of the rings yeah these are something no these are exaggerations of what we are and they take us into a dimension and show something what we can't experience and reflect on what we have so there are you know, fantasy and uh, science fiction are strange uh, genres so yeah beautifully put uh, these are these are uh, these are extensions of what we are and they they make us reflect true true excellent so excellent call it escapist and all but yeah that's a different thing everybody has their own term Some people call it uh, transportation cinema and all this. Yeah. yeah. No, what were you doing um, uh, in in high? What were you watching rather in high school and and college? Obviously, did you go to engineering college and w- w- what were you doing there? Uh, yeah, I went to. I had my engineering in Hyderabad. I yeah, usual films. I was not much excited with uh, Telugu films as much uh, as they were because I was not much excited. there were very few films which were i was genuinely excited uh-huh. very little so uh-huh. i was not excited much so i did, i so the, the right films which were for me were actually in hibernation right so they were not being released i think so i was not or i was not being exposed to them yeah. i think i was exposed to iron man when in my btech first year oh my god dude so that never i was go yeah. on I, go on I, that's story was interesting yeah because, because the reason why i said oh my god is because same pinch <laughs> right uh, go on uh, yep yeah so i ha- i i have this habit of stories of course i mean so i one of my friend is from iit but he was studying in btech with me so he because he got um, sent away from iit or something so his knowledge palette was something different okay so he's the guy who suggested me about the softwares and all I, he has a credit in my life to an extent So right. I I was sharing one of my stories which I wrote to him about a guy a handicapped guy who uh-huh. makes his own hand actually with his okay. biomechanics 
I told him and he said like dude this film is already made and it's called Iron Man you have to check it out. <laughs> wow. And I was like wow when I saw it I was like wow okay this is how it you know that that was I'm not saying my imagination was on that scale but okay mine is just a words on paper or some random image yeah. but when I saw that shot of you know Robert Downey Jr making his own leg wow that is something else from that point of time. Right. it did something to me and then i think slowly exploration started it starts from i like to put my journey of filmmaking taste from one of the film which completely shook me was armageddon i know it's very different to say okay. that but it was armageddon in telugu dubbed in germany i was intermediate first year i think okay and i saw that film and i was like mind blown i always every kid has this you know like what is beyond what is there beyond the sky and what is all these questions and suddenly a film literally took you to out, took you out of that and you would you would be blown by it so i was genuinely blown blight i in fact i recorded that whole film in my cheap ipod thing and i was rewatching it rewatching it in fact i didn't, didn't even know the exact name of the film i had to check the newspaper daily what was the time and then check the film and try to pronounce it okay it's called armageddon okay then i okay realized okay this guy is called michael bay and all so oh. that is where someone uh, that visual the story now i hate the film but at that point it took me to something else Dude, actually i loved doom all right i man you have any idea you have no idea how excited i was for doom 2 all right yeah, i remember i yeah. remember that yeah we, we, we take a bicycle and we feel it's like this hayabusa thing and we get the feel right right I, i don't think i would watch even 5 minutes of doom now but i totally understand what you're saying true i think we have to be honest to our roots we can glamorize yeah. all about the global cinema all the iranian cinema all the metaphorical storytelling but you know we really need to accept what really triggered us long, long yeah long long time ago all right long long time ago i posted something on facebook on which you gave a wonderful comment i don't know if you remember this i posted uh, when i was in college i used to love avatar and i used to hate hurt locker and i was pissed off that hurt locker won the oscar all right mm-hmm. when i was in college now four years later when i was doing my job in the city in, in it i watched hurt locker and absolutely loved it so i posted this particular question uh, on facebook and i said why is this so and you commented on it do you remember commenting on something like that i strangely have a vague memory of uh, commenting but i i'll tell you exactly what you commented you commented uh, what what you commented was our taste and our uh, admiration for a movie at a particular age depends on our expectation from a movie at that particular age mm, yes i uh, i think it was well put <laughs> it yeah. was well put by you and i'm just paraphrasing it but i have took that comment to my life and i look back all right i was in 2007 i was in my 10th uh, grade and i saw this huge poster of dark knight in in my little town called tirupati i saw the poster of dark knight and it was the coolest shit i have ever seen it had this batmobile it had the batman with his awesome suit and the symbol was so cool the bat symbol i was excited and i bought a dvd of the dark knight all right yes i yes. bought the dvd and i watched it and i watched 
and I kept watching and watching and I was waiting for Batman. The Batman never came. <laughs> and, I, and Joker would come every now and then. And I'm like, okay, this guy is weird. And then I, I keep on waiting for Batman. He never comes. He comes for five minutes and is gone. And half an hour, one hour into that movie, me and my brother looked at each other's faces and like, what the fuck are we watching? This? What, what's the hype all about? What, what is this movie all about? What's the hype all about this movie? And after one hour, we just shut the DVD down and we, we returned it back. You know, back in the days, the rented DVDs, right? True, true, true. Yeah. Now, I, believe me, I might have seen Dark Knight at least 25 to 30 times. Wow. And wow. There, was a, there was a time and maybe it is even possible now. There was a time I used to remember every single line of what Joker said. So you're saying it's it didn't start the way it, uh, it is now, right? Exactly. Dark Knight, same journey. If it, Godfather. If it, com- if it comforts you, I, it was the same to me, actually. Yes. If Godfather. I, I saw on this Google that Godfather is probably the best movie ever made in the movie history. And I watched it with, with this mindset of having watched Mission Impossible and Iron Man, all right? And then I watched Godfather. I didn't understand a thing. Like in Dark Knight, we watched for an hour and we just questioned each other, who is Gotham exactly? That is the question (laughs) we asked each other, all right? We had no idea there is a movie called Batman Begins where we are supposed to watch to understand what Dark Knight is. And we didn't know that we had to read the novel of Godfather to watch and understand what Godfather is. We just watched it straight away, having read the Google reviews. And we hated it, but five, six years later, I read um, Godfather novel and then I watched Godfather and I watched it twice and thrice in that same month. And I did not watch any other movie in that month because it, I was in that universal, right? It, that's how, you know what that movie does? It pulls you into that universe if, if, you, if, if you understand what I mean. Yes, yes. I think we generally have this bad habit always. I mean... I think generally we should have this awareness of it is okay if you don't like Godfather. It is okay if you don't understand Dark Knight. I think people should have these tastes. That is a very, very destructive thing. It happens with a lot of budding filmmakers also and every artist and everything. You know, just because it is mainstream and peer pressure, you shouldn't just say it is great just because people are saying it. I think you should be honest to you. If you don't get it, fine. You just—I have to admit it. There is exactly. That's exactly what I uh, what I tell myself. If I don't like a movie, I'm like, okay, it didn't work for me today. Let let me let me watch this maybe five years down the line. All all these good movies do have this voice inside. They keep telling you, yeah, yeah, they good enough, but maybe not right now. They 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 stand the test of time for some reason. Yes, yes, that's what is one great uh, parameter of a great film. I think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So you you watched uh, you watched Iron Man, and then from there, where did you go? What else? Yeah, it, it starts. Yeah, so I think I would like to put my journey from Michael Bay to Stanley Kubrick. Right. I let let me let me let me try to tell my journey, and I'm pretty sure it would be similar. Let's do this experiment for a minute, okay? I was I watched Iron Man exactly and I was blown away exactly the way you were blown away back in 2008 I have never seen anything like it I have never seen a bunch of machines uh, sticking to a human body on their own and making him look cool right though the image of that suit up the scene mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. that yes. that 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 
was etched in my memory so deep and because i watched iron man i started exploring science fiction movies because i watched iron man i watched inception because i watched inception i watched prestige because i watched prestige i started exploring who are the greatest directors of all time in hollywood then i watched spielberg's work and then i watched scorsese's work and then i watched tarantino's work it just went the you know it's like a snowball a snowball starts very small but by the time it reaches to the bottom of the mountain it is a big fucking avalanche if i i'm pretty sure if uh, the name of the names of the movie might be different but i think you also went through that snowballing experience of movie watching yeah that's a, a general archetypical journey yeah you do and there is this a very strange path for this archetypical journey actually it's like uh, you this block let's call these films like blockbuster films and yeah. let's call the other films like of course i'm talking about the journey of these um, you know autos like you know okay spielbergs and nolans and you know all these things are michael bay are fine but let's talk about these you know people like lars von trier and uh, uh, what do you call scorsese of course in a deeper way but uh, ingrid uh, bergman uh, andrei tarkovsky true all these uh, all, this, all these iranian filmmakers yeah. man every single yeah. fucking iranian filmmaker is a fucking orchard i mean in my opinion but yeah uh, true true it's their language of filmmaking it's that's different from our mainstream language of filmmaking yeah. so we, actually ironically you know what they, i think they would download our bollywood films and they would watch it you know that actually yeah there is Maybe. strange cases of, i don't find it this, surprising yep there are these strange cases of cancer patients who are going to die watching our bollywood films and finding comfort in lives actually right so, uh, there's there's no uh, need to downplay any film actually yep. every film has its own thing Agreed. and meaning every film, for me everything is equal i don't feel like this auto film as the greatest film and this uh, b grade film as something like this van damme's film could be something else just like what uh, sense it tells actually you know every film has its own thing for me it's as great actually eventually it's uh, it's relative thing you you talk about uh, downplaying something i what i don't like is this classification between art cinema and and masala right i mean true, true. i admire a good masala film i mean i fucking like maihona of, of you know shahrukh khan's maihona i like om shanti om as much as i like scorsese's good fellas mm-hmm. all right i will enjoy it with 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 you know with the same enthusiasm all right there are only in my opinion there are only two types of movies there is there's sincerely made movies and there's movies that are not made sincerely oh uh, yeah i uh, what do you call this i mean of course these are all subjective definitions yeah so we everybody has like what do you say what is an art film in the sense a film market has their own definition right like what what i said like box office uh, what do you call blockbuster film is nothing but their definition it's like this tent for it has its own features and all yeah. even this art, art film has its own thing they the box office trade has its definitions and even individuals have their own definition just like what you said there are two kinds of film for you it's it's true it's definitely there exist but the what we really need to understand is all these are subjective and they keep right. changing yep yep so, man man i i look for very simple thing in a movie man i just look for sincerity i mean look transformers versus the specific rim all right specific rim i am not sure if you like it or not i liked it specific rim versus some transformer movie i'm not talking about the first part of the transformer movie but the transformer 2 3 4 you know i genuinely see the director's intention to make me entertain 
through two robots who are trying to e- hit each other using a ship like a baseball bat in pacific rim i enjoyed mm-hmm. it i because i i liked what he was trying to do and i think he achieved what he was trying to do but where is transformers the only thing i see there is his effort to ring the uh, cast registers <laughs> right okay. and both are uh, both both movies belong to the same genre the sh- genre of the genre of dumb action movie which are actually good right mm-hmm. and i think i think pacific rim does a better job because it's a lot more sincere than the transformer franchise in a way i'm not sure if it makes sense to you i'm i'm, I'm not sure if it makes sense to anyone but th- that that is exactly what i meant when i talk about a sincere effort Uh, true um it's as i said it comes to the point of subjective things obviously right. so right uh, uh, so yeah that's a strange thing there is an interesting story when i was going in location doing my location scout in varanasi actually mm-hmm. so there was this boat guy and uh, uh, which guy i'm sorry there was this boat guy actually boat boat okay boat person and uh, he got to know that i was a telugu person and uh, he uh, said that i love telugu films and there is this telugu film which i'm mad of he was really mad he, mm-hmm. it's like as if the film gave him utter meaning in his life he is a hindi guy basically he's a hindi guy he's from up right so right. there is a thing they do watch a lot of telugu movies actually yeah so i thought maybe watch some alluvion film or some action film or something like that mm-hmm. he was like mad he was not able to recollect the film's name actually so he showed me the film and that was mukunda oh i had to try to remember okay who's who directed it <laughs> but that film has so much of meaning to him personally right and that is what things are right like that like it it did so, so much to him that it did nothing to here actually yep. so for me all these are same you know like individually uh, like i think there would be some person if you really put an effort to who would speak the same way as you speak about pacific rim would speak about transformers uh, transformers the same way i think so right you can't judge them as uh, yep. incapable or taste nope. as dumb but no yeah as far as they would uh, connect to a movie based on their experience with life art connects to people on different levels on yes. different ways so totally never uh, everything is like that that's the point right yeah. uh, the film definition of good or bad is obviously subjective hit or flop that's an objective decision it's financial success thing right. so that is objective is good and bad art is completely subjective so well, well, i have i have a question what what did you think when rajmouli said he uh, didn't understand parasite and um he oh, he slept through it he slept through it oh really okay uh, yeah i i may uh, paraphrase his exact statement but what he said was he hated uh, he didn't like parasite much he didn't find it exciting and he slept through the movie that's exact that's exactly what he said in a paraphrased way but you can uh, verify oh. but assume if that was the case what what, what do you what do you, what's your comment yeah, on that i heard it but i always try to i always listen in some news or something i never read the actual thing so uh, watching assuming that what you read is an actual transcript right. it makes completely sense uh, uh, because Uh, there is a really good possibility of an average indian individual not connecting with uh, 
parasite because okay uh, the sensibilities are different and the character empathy is different and what you call there is something called um, i would call these um, maybe the you know, concept the the concept of class divide does not really click in our society because our divides are different our divides are caste religion those are the things that will immediately click in our mind that, that that is the point of the theme actually i think it could be the cinematic language it could be anything uh, it could be uh, the cinematic language is an abstract word but that kind of comprises the everything like it could be the way the shot is kept it could be the way the dialogue is written or it could be the way the story is told by the director mm-hmm. to tell it mm-hmm. so i do know a lot of people but uh, it it belongs to the prior example like uh, people say they like it just because everybody says they like it right. i'm not much fan of uh, parasite but i'm a huge fan of bong joon ho mm-hmm. i do like parasite on a good level it was engaging enough but it didn't press me the buttons as much as it would have done for a, a average uh, south korean actually right. because it is them actually yeah so but he, he, here's the thing if you are talking about if you're going to talk about other Bo- director bong's movies please don't talk because it will be spoilers because i have not watched anything else uh, any uh-huh. other work of his so but yeah okay uh, i get your point uh, i think there are many people who said the same thing he said uh, they said parasite is not exactly the best movie of that director people say it is memories of murder which i have not seen which you have no right to talk about because you will spoil it for me but that was the, that 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 was uh, that was a sentiment that was uh, re- reflected by a lot of uh, bond director bong's fans i think you have to respect that it's their thing and it, i think we have to encourage that also like if people right. are saying it's uh, i should be fine with it that's right. the thing that's what we need to cultivate it right more than trying to accept things what everybody liked yeah so nani you uh, you were watching you were watching uh, movies left and right you were, you started exploring uh, uh, your post iron man uh, moment you had started exploring the world cinema what what, what uh, tell me about how you mustered up your uh, idea and conviction to make something and do something about your imaginations in your head yeah uh, i think yeah, there i i did an amateur film actually nobody knows about but i don't want to tell the name also because i don't want people to search it on youtube no nope. <laughs> it's there on youtube dude but uh, we have we, we we should not be uh, we should not be ashamed of our roots um <laughs> yeah yeah it's called zero actually right so i when i was when i started that film i was this michael bay fan and when i was it took me kind of 2 years to figure out how to complete what i wanted right so i was in my btech or something and literally i was figure, figuring it out everything like what does a camera do to i do know what a camera does but i was trying to explore cameras like what is a focal length what is the lens what is that what does it give that what is that exact yeah. cinematic quality and all these things it's an exploration process yeah so i was exploring that i was exploring editing i was exploring the visual effects i was exploring the sound design i was exploring the color grading all these processes and um, at the end i was this uh, when i started i was a huge michael bay fan and at the end i was a kubrick fan so okay then you, you so while you were making that short film zero by the way ladies and gents said this short film zero are to the embarrassment of mr nani i'm going to tell exactly where the short film is it is on the imovie junction channel but <laughs> i'm sorry it is not no, it is it is not a bad effort buddy it may not be the film that uh, you might admire now but you have to you, you have to get it's a get, very amazing idea of it it's, it's you, the film is actually one and a half hour it 
the original length of the film is one and a half really a feature film so there is an interesting story i could tell that but it's a it's a bit a bit small one it's like a, yeah so i just lost the data what so, okay yeah so it's a one and a half hour film one I second so one was... second one second one second you started this short film with an aim to make it you ended up uh, writing a story which was actually one and a half hour long and you shot it for one and a half hour long correct i just i just keep kept increasing it slowly 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 it was actually 10 minutes actually oh and then i started writing 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 it just got bigger 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 it became one and a half hour and it was too big that i almost procrastinated completing it so okay. after one so yeah just like every uh, teenager or something i was like 17 or 18 i think so and, wow uh, yeah i was like uh, just completed my uh, uh, i think uh, inter inter to btech majlo ayindamunta process adi so i don't even have the data to store the complete film right so i copied the film on my friend's uh, hard disk and apparently my friend's sister formatted the whole hard drive and it was gone what Off. whole data was gone i was like it was like my whole one and a half year of work was gone and i don't know ironically when i went when i of course i just gave the data to him and i forgot about it and i lost interest and i procrastinated because it was right. too huge a task for me yeah. some strange thing happened and i found my motivation to do it and i went to the guy and dude where is the hard disk and marka hard disk format jese sindra wow okay then i was like shaken and mata then i took a day or something and i then figure out just what av millennial would do google it what would you do okay there is a way called recovery thing right and i said dude i'm going to take a hard drive is it okay if i do something and okay parlada rat iskonattu vadichadu i i i worked myself on data recovery i literally educated myself on data recovery for 2 3 days right and then i did and then i recovered 60% of the footage ah okay okay then i recovered 60% of the footage and i i was not actually able to get any sense of it right but i know i i was happy that i got at least recovered 60% of it there's still hope right okay and it was like i made the film using all my pocket money it's it i yeah. it sounds absurd but that film is made in a cost of 3000 rupees yeah yeah it's one and a half hour film dude so we we we, we we were so young and so dumb we didn't even have the idea to make a backup of our data right i'll tell you the dumb <laughs> things that i have i have done when i was i don't know if, if exactly around the time that your zero was released on imovie junction my thing yes, that time bond was time bond was released around that time all right exactly like you i my process for that uh, short film amateur short film went so long and the reason it went so long was because of a very very dumb thing that i did you know what i did i thought because i thought uh, because we are pretentious and we think ourselves of, uh, as as someone who's ahead of the curve right i thought yeah. i didn't i i because i couldn't find any green screen cloth back then and the professional green screen cloth was out out of my uh, pocket money budget so i didn't i couldn't find any green screen cloth so what i did was i studied why the green screen was used and i thought if the green screen was used because it is a unique color which is not present on any other uh, surface that we are trying to capture on the camera i can use any color instead of green that will not be present on the surface of of the things that we are trying to capture and i'll just go ahead and shoot all right what i ended up was i ended up buying this light green paper all right instead of a green screen i stuck it on the wall and i started doing uh, uh, the shooting all right 
and I came back to do the VFX and add the HUD and all that, right? Mm-hmm. What I realized was the white tube light that was falling on that uh, light green paper, all right? It was not even light green. It was some pathetic green, all right? It was reflecting so much on my actor's hands and, and, and his suit and his head. I had to literally rotoscope it frame by frame. <laughs> and this was for a footage of 10 minutes. So it is like 10 into uh, 60 seconds, 600 seconds into 24 frames. You do the math. Yes, yes. Because of one simple dumb thing, all right? I But I'm not really regretting that mistake. I think I'm proud of that mistake. And I think that that little mistake taught me a lot more than anything else would teach me about filmmaking. I'm sure it's the same with your data recovery. Definitely. That is what makes us what we are, actually. Right. <laughs> there is an amazing story which happened even from a film. It's, right. it's as similar as it is, actually. So... Yeah, so I had to make sense of that 60% of the story and I have just shot some 10% of, I've rewrote rest of the 10% or something and I made what the film is what you see on the internet. Actually. Right. So right. that's what the story of is. Actually. Yeah. I, 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 and I forgot to tell you, right? So we did all that rotoscoping that this, right? But, you know, there were some uh, footages which were so blurred because we used shitty cameras because we thought it was clear on the camera screen. It would be clear on the laptop screen, you know, our dumb young minds, right? So um, some footage was literally impossible to rotoscope. So then what I figured out is there are some clothing stores who sell clothes to stitch pants and shirts, right? Mm -hmm. Those Mm -hmm. stores will have any colored cloth that I want. Mm, yes. And I, I got that idea, you know, sometimes you don't get the right ideas in the right time. I got that idea much later than, than, than the, my shooting days. So I, uh, I bought the cloth and I, I told my actor like, dude, let's reshoot this little portion again. We, I have a perfect green screen now and I think it will work. You know what he said? He said, mm. dude, I went to Tirumala and I shaved my head. It was just ridiculous. Can you, I mean, it, life hits you in, in the way that you don't yeah, see it coming, right? right? They stay with you, they shape you, they make you what you are. Yeah, so I, think, yeah. You know, I mean, we, had, we ended up shooting, uh, I, so I put on the suit and we ended up shooting cleverly, shooting my, uh, using my hand and my back. And not showing my face. It solved it. So yep. there it is, right? It's a film. Making a film is puzzle, man. I I treat it like a puzzle. It's like you have to put pieces. Everything one piece after yeah. Piece one, after one piece. This uh, problem solving. Anything. Yeah. It could be anything. If you are good at it, definitely you can make a film. You don't need Maybe. to know anything. You yeah. need to be good at it. Problem solving. Exactly. Exactly. Which is what our schools don't actually teach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that is exactly what mathematics is supposed to teach you. And True. how many, how many pick those lessons? How many students pick those problem-solving lessons from the mathematics? The spirit of solving a problem, right? The spirit of approaching a problem and trying to figure out ways, try, trying to do the permutations and the combinations and the trial and errors. These are the things that mathematics will teach you in the school, but we don't put emphasis on that we we just want to get 99 marks out of 100 and get out of there and get an it job true problem solving doesn't always need to be that complex it can be as simple yeah. as a basic analytical thing einstein right. hated mathematics initially right. actually, but 
had to learn it because he needed it i don't think all these you know trigonometries and all these things we don't really remember them and we still do live actually mm. so is it do we really need them it's all there are two big questions to think yeah. the school yeah. right right speaking of your zero movie i know you're getting embarrassed the more i talk about it but what i wanted to ask is uh, it must have felt cool and you must have felt that this is the best thing i've ever done in my life when you had released that zero uh, short film but two years three years later how did you feel about it no surprisingly i didn't feel it was great i was okay. embarrassed i didn't want oh, okay. to release it okay i thought it was worse okay but i just released it for uh, a film festival in which usually happens for every btech colleges right so the only good thing that happened with that film is i used to get my regular pocket money so right. there is this film festivals which happen in every btech colleges and matter mm-hmm. so you apply them so i used to apply that film people wouldn't understand it but they used to just get awed by the visual effects and all and they used to give me some first second third one of the prize no matter Dude. what Dude. they used to give me i used to spend oh that that was my pocket money that's all i used Dude. to buy graphic card you you are literally uh, strategizing exactly the way i strategized when i was in btech but yeah great it's similar to a lot of other people it's, yep. it's same pretty much same. Right. everybody goes through it i yep. know a lot of people like that i still am friends with a few mm. friends who have been through that film festivals thing mm. it's a small world right where, where, where did you go from there nani from zero to what what do you what do you do next what lessons did you take from there and what what was the things that you wanted to do what were the mistakes you didn't want to repeat in the next thing and what did you do i was wrong i just realized the bad mistake i thought i shouldn't use real effects and tell stories so i right. i completely chucked it off okay i thought that was a mistake okay uh, maybe you need to learn how to use it but the problem is not with the visual effects it's it's just wild it's two thing you know i was doing a lot of things I, they i have these amazing things the stories too complex huge too ambiguous too pretentious actually the film is pretentious you're trying to imitate all these bigger films yeah that i'm all the amateur films are nothing but imitation films even christopher yeah. nolan has them in his large he has yeah. his films of star wars james cameron has his films large and everybody yeah. has it yeah. so we try to imitate these uh, big films mm. spielberg has uh, spielberg imit- used to imitate david lean films actually mm. so do you, do you know do you know this uh, story spielberg used to uh, uh, film this scene using a super 8 camera by making two trains crash and he always yeah, had this yeah from bridge of kawai actually it's from yeah. it's after watching bridge of river kawai exactly in the film yeah after having dreamed about uh, shooting that sequence after in his entire long career all the way from indiana jones to you know uh, minority <laughs> report and all that he ended up fulfilling his dream as a producer of this movie called super 8 made by jj abrams which has oh, this yeah. train crash scene if you remember yes yes it's amazing sequence it's amazing yeah, sequence it it is it is a sequence that had come out of uh, it is a sequence that has come straight out of steven spielberg's childhood which of course you re- you, you refer it to the river of kawai movie yep true true yeah. man so i i just that imitating yeah yeah precisely it yeah, i mean these connections are amazing well, well, what did you make next after um, after uh, zero what did you make next i mean if you're talking about uh, personal thing or commercial thing or actually i happen to get an ad i right. i have some commercial let let me scene. yeah let me in in that case let me take you straight to ugolino was that was that your third thing or fourth thing or second thing 
I was strangely I don't remember my order of works actually. Ah okay. So you go you know I don't know I didn't remember them but I think it was after something called I've shot something called Vaithirini mm-hmm. and after shooting that I didn't complete the post production. Right. There was some change issue and I couldn't complete it because the actor was getting married and I can't okay. do the dubbing so I got this uh, some I I always had this idea of apocalypse thing and I was right. I saw in the paper about this competition and um, yeah I thought why not let's do it and I did it 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 was the idea that triggered me rather than the competition thing right. I thought this idea maybe if I do it right now maybe this could work in the both ways right. so that's how I happened to do it. so that was yeah. after Vaitharan I uh, why Vaitharani was that short film which was uncensored right Ammabutulu and all that వాడతావట్లయితే No, I don't actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, my, friend, my friend used to a lot. So I based it on him actually. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, this thing. Vaitrani, what, what did you do? You, you, uh, you took the Vaitrani short film just to release it online or you took around yeah, festivals? It was just a small pet project. I thought it would, I would complete that in 10 days. It, okay. it also took like one year or something. Right. Even I had to take some personal journey to complete that film. I was... Yeah. Uh, it's a strange thing i always find motivation very slowly so i i shot it and i left it and later i got selected to shoot a german official tourism video yeah yeah talk about that man i mean that was sad wasn't it yeah that was a very interesting thing it's one of those good points maybe if i would have gone there i don't think i would have been doing films <laughs> so i it What? was like this tourism thing so it was a competition usually okay. i think i spent one a uh, pretty after btech you know you have this uncertainty of what to do and all right so there was a period i was doing uh, commercials and competitions for one year just like that mm-hmm. and i used to win some of them and i used to if i got something i used to get something like ipad or something so i used to sell them and now uh, you make something or do something i actually distributed rgb's film at that time by selling my ipad so that's a strange thing So oh. I used to make money like that those kind of things so I used to, I spent one and a half year like that among that one and a half year one of the things that happened was this so I did a pitch video for German tourism uh-huh. along with a lot of people across the globe I said this is what I would shoot I would shoot and all but technically there is a method called hyperlapse it was okay. very very new at that point actually yeah yeah so uh so using some strange uh, uh things and all i pitched them and they liked it and they wanted me to come to germany and do it okay so among the world there were three people who were selected and i was one and uh, they said like it's a normal visa interview thing and all i was still young i was like 19 or something and you are wait a second you how old were you 19 19 when i was doing that okay uh, i was in the btech third i think so yeah at that time mm-hmm. so uh i didn't know how to clear visa interview i thought they they actually told it wouldn't be complicated so i went to chennai and they said um, uh yeah it's it's a normal question they'll ask they'll ask you what you're doing you just you just answer them and the visa interview asked me very tough questions like when is the first day trip when are your lodgings and where are the thing complicated thing i thought they were going to take care of and i couldn't answer them well mm-hmm. actually it was my bad i didn't prepare well actually so right. uh, the visa was it was not anybody's fault 
right so yeah i got depressed actually depression is a big word to use i was sad for a few days and i didn't know what to do so i took a personal journey i just traveled that was my first travel ever mm-hmm. and i went to satara pune and then in the journey i realized let's complete this film which i have long back and i came and after in one week or something i completed i sent it to my music director and pretty much everything was done and then i concentrated on releasing that once i released a trailer or something then it was somewhat different for me then i right. really sent then i really got the taste of okay what will really happen if people get connect to what you do right i got it most of it i got calls i got i went to some meetings and i got, I got very strange messages very very huge thing wherever well, i go people were talking meeting small circle yeah so, but i got a taste of what happens when you do something and it connects with uh, at least few people right you're talking so, about vaithanri right yes vaithanri yeah that yeah right um what was the reaction with because our um, telugu movies are pretty yeah, pure i mean it were it though we make masala films we are pretty pure with our language that was something raw i felt i watched vaithanri and i felt it was like straight out of uh, gangs of suppose scene just made in telugu yeah that is an era where it was 2015 or something where even mm. even like even like even our mainstream films are not even manadantlo kuda apudu varaku manaku raaledu mainstream films lo kuda i was not even seeing like that i was subconsciously inspired by all these things tarantino banks right. was a poor comes from tarantino tarantino comes from something else so yeah. everything is a long chain so yeah. i i even i lately realized that actually i usually do i'm a distant from tarantino's work but i subconsciously was influenced by tarantino yeah. for that film mm-hmm. film is nothing but a huge uh, adaptation of pulp fiction right something i didn't like the film at uh, the first actually so i Dude, was same pinch man i if if you were doing this podcast live right i would have pinched the hell out of you but yeah yeah so i was surprised i just realized that i was inspired by from something which i consciously hated it mm-hmm. and and yeah there was this filmmaker called uh, uh, this was gasparno was the most uh, influencing thing okay for that film actually yeah you, you see the journey right michael bay stanley kubrick right. gasparno so right. and then again you come back to the square one okay yeah yeah that's good okay all these things you you go boom back you discover all the late works mm-hmm. so it's a very strange path to mm. do it now i think i'm in the full circle in a way i think so yeah right Somewhere right there. so between zero and vaitarani you you have done a lot of work doing commercials and and so on yeah competitions i would call right 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 how did just film right how how did vara happen from vaitarani did vaitharani help you in 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 making of vara in in a strange way so there was a strange thing so vaitharani was so good that um, there were some really good people mm-hmm. uh, which i can't name but they're good uh, they called me and they offered me to do the first ever web series actually apudu oh. because they loved it they oh. are actually pioneers right now actually mm-hmm. so they uh, contacted me and said would you be interested to do a web series we have a sponsor from this thing and all Mm-hmm. so it it was like i was about to do one of the first web series and contest so i was prepared mm-hmm. i pitched them the idea they liked it and they said this would be the funding and all mm-hmm. but i that was something like i was making something which people would like actually right because even i was in pressure that they, you have to do something they would like mm-hmm. even i want to do something general normal thing you know that normal 
everyday life i think like two kind of stories once you one kind of story shows themselves and some kind of story shows something they can't see and something can't do beyond your reach right they take you to the places where you can't be and yeah. some places kind of remind you where you are so two kind of things mm-hmm. so that was something like that mm-hmm. but i thought i would do that but that is a very lengthy project because it's right. a web series and that yeah. time there is no web series made actually mm-hmm. so i thought i will make that but before that i just got this strange idea of some fucking sci-fi idea right. and i thought this would be my last uh, thing i want to do it i couldn't sleep actually without oh. doing that okay so i thought i would complete it in 10 days and then go to the web series thing okay so once i started it uh, surprisingly started getting bigger 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 it didn't right. get bigger in the sense but just to get that i have the shot in my mind right. but to execute it i just didn't realize how much work it would have taken to get in the way i wanted yeah so that w- that took me a long time so right. that is what that's how it consumed that's what it became and all right and so i eventually i didn't do the web series and nothing so boom i did a feature now next that's it okay so in a way everything helps, everything helps. yeah where can for the people who are not uh, aware where can we watch vara is it on youtube or is it it's on youtube actually everything is on youtube oh, okay like, yeah cool very real channel i think so yeah okay cool you did uh, you did vara um who funded vara the reason why i'm asking is because was there enough creative freedom from the people who are funding you hmm okay so it it was not like this traditional funding thing actually okay. it was like uh, actually yeah after vaitarni yeah there were few people who said like i would uh, give you this money make it something for me bolke mm-hmm. they wanted i didn't i didn't even know that there are producers for short films actually they give oh. money 10000 20000 i was like surprised mm-hmm. there was this guy who came to me and asked me to do a short film in 20000 Right. I was like what can you do like that I mean like uh, you make short films because you want to tell something or try something or learn something or you're figuring out something expressing something mm-hmm. I used to see it like that mm-hmm. and I always used to self fund it and this was also something like that but it was like mutual funding there was Whoa. a person called Karthik okay he helped a lot in Vara actually Vaitan right right screening actually I wanted to have a theatrical screening so that I like collaborating with him and he said like whatever you want I'll give it to him me like just say it so mm-hmm. we started with a budget of 15000 and all right so yeah that's so what so vaitarini was funded by you alone yeah it was maybe 5000 rupees yeah uh, okay. and it's not just i uh, the problem with independent films is it is not just made on money right it's mm-hmm. friends time and everything yeah. right so yeah. you have to respect that so as, uh, my friend used to accommodate his home uh, like use mm-hmm. give his home for mm-hmm. everyone to stay mm-hmm. one guy used to give his car and so right. it's a teamwork yeah yeah don't think i can do it right like that right now i don't okay. think i can do it ever again Something okay right so you you uh, so you had because it was a mutual funded project you literally had uh, yeah, no no obstacles with vara not at all no never even surprisingly even feature film i think i'm one of the very few luckiest guys who are making a feature film like that hmm. it's like So it's it's a different way to make it and right. i think it's a very bad habit that i'm getting habituated to something like this yeah it's too much of control too much of control is actually dangerous too much of yeah. freedom is dangerous actually mm-hmm. you have no idea what to do with it right so. right so post vara um so your next film right it is crowdfunded so that is something uh, new that you are going to try isn't it can you talk something about 
crowdfunding because uh, that might also help people who aspire uh, to get their stories made. So what can you tell about crowdfunding, its limitations, its advantages? and how it works i mean if i want to crowdfund your movie will i will i have a cut in the profit what what how does it all work is it like charity or is it like a proper transaction the crowdfunding uh, true uh, well actually crowdfunding is not something new it's not like what we're doing it right now it's very age old thing okay it's like it could be 10 people it could be 15 people it could be 40 people 100 whatever it is Right. Just because we are doing it now with that name and a specific platform, we right. are giving it a special importance. Right. But besides that, I think everybody did films like that. I think Satyajit Ray started films like that. Uh-huh. He used to get his money from all his aunt, uncles and all these things. Right. And there are a lot of, even our uh, upcoming starting films also were made like that. Stanley Kubrick made his film like that. He brought his money from his uncle and all. Mm-hmm. So instead of that... Uh, uh, you just put it now that we have this tool of social media you mm-hmm. and uh, there are people who have seen your work and who know what you do right so there is this uh, opportunity of uh, asking directly them so the person the real person who gave these ideas and everything was Karthik uh, okay. Karthik Chabri who actually uh, uh, was a, my partner of doing Vaitani and Vara all these short films right so he, even he's the one who nudged me to do something like Gami or else I would have done very lately the feature film. I didn't thought I am talented enough or good enough, capable enough to do a feature film. Okay. We just wanted to make something small and as usual, as I said, all the three things, even this got bigger slowly. Right. So, yeah, every crowdfunding thing works in a different way. The profit thing, that thing, and this thing and all. We try to keep it that only the information to the investors because we don't have the information on how, what exactly is actually clearly. So once at the thing, once the project comes out, I think I'll get a very clear information on what it is and what it is before, because I don't want to promise anything or I want to uh, get anything. Once Mm. thing work or if it, even if it didn't work, I would actually put it out because that is a point, right? It has to be transparent. That right. is a point. It's yeah. money. People are giving you to do something you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the good part is when someone is giving to you something like this, they don't actually much ask back actually. They're like, they're blindly trusting you or something. There's not a single person actually who has this money back till now. I think so. We do get his mails and all. Actually, we are very bad at that, but we try to get as much updated as with that material thing and all. But the downside is uh, we didn't use these uh, platforms like Kickstarter or something like that because they take a pretty good, decent percentage of a film, which is very precious for a project like small projects. Okay. So because of that, organizing the data and maintaining the communication with them and updating with them is a bit challenging thing. Besides that, you know, it is as similar as getting your money from your uncle and paying him back. It's pretty much as similar as it is. If you get something, you give them back definitely because you want this system to go on further you want this to be done for someone else that yeah. is something superior to it so that is uh, what i can say about it man you how, how old are you man roughly if you i'm 26 actually holy moly at the age of 26 you're trying to get a short uh, feature film made handling all the stress of crowdfunding going to himalayas and fucking with bears and then coming coming back rugged and and don't do, do you ever pinch yourself and just realize where you are and how many people of your age are doing what they're doing and you look around how do you feel 
I don't. It would be too much if I take the credit for this thing because okay. uh, it's uh, the, the events are not in my hand which caused this to happen. Maybe I was at the right time at the right moment. It is not yeah. a, a superhuman effort which I did to get here. Maybe I think our generation is lucky in terms of information. There's a lot of democratic things. So like the cameras are there, the technology is there, mm-hmm. the information is there. You know, if you go to YouTube, like you, you can search all these information. Everything is there, just right there ahead of you. Right. So I think we are our self-educated. Uh, we are our exposure to information is different. Our tools are very, we are very easily accessible to tools. So I think uh, it's uh, it's casual to understand that whatever we are going through. So I think that's what I can reason it up to. Uh, the era and everything. Okay. You're too humble and you're too kind, but you're too kind to give yourself some credit. But I think uh, you you yeah. you you it find it you find you find it better to leave it leave it to others to judge you through your work. But I would uh, speaking of work, you have been in uh, in the social media hibernation and you have put the anticipation of your uh, let's just say audience and viewers and admirers. You have put their anticipation in hibernation with respect to Gami. Now, I, I know we have spoken before and you have told me uh, you're not sure what you can speak about Gami, what you cannot speak. I'm not sure if you can give us a rough estimation of when it will come out, what will come out. What can you possibly speak about Gami or, or should we not discuss about it altogether? Oh, uh, okay. Okay, you are asking about Gami. I'm just having a technical glitch in hearing you. So you Sorry. are asking me about uh, what I can tell about my project, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I it's it's just I'm one of those filmmakers who believe in like let's hold it to uh, till the film is done or the work is done. That's the reason why I'm trying to hold anything because I didn't reveal the cast, I didn't reveal the, any story information anything. But uh, yeah, one thing I can tell is the title is Gami and. Right. Uh, 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 regarding the genre also we try to tell it genre is a very tricky thing because um, uh, it it sounds pretentious when you try to say that my film doesn't fit in a genre it's something different no it is not like that it does fit into a genre it does has these expectations but uh, I would if you insist me to put in it I would try to say it like it's kind of this multi-genre film but on a surface it is this hero's journey, this adventure okay. drama thing, okay. which, uh, which is a very classical thing, which you already seen in all this film. Like, uh, I don't want to name the film references until the film has come out. Mm. But there are a lot, a lot of films which uh, always, I kind of just did the film which I would want to see. I'm mm. kind of making it in the way that, what if this is my last film? So I'm doing everything to make it in the best way possible. So right. like, I'm, it's like, Doing everything, like sculpting you, you, it. Yeah, you speak of multi-genre, right? Uh, instead of talking about multi-genre, what can you tell about the top two prominent genres and themes, or whatever you call mm-hmm. it? What are the top two genres that will come out of that film, if that is a question that makes sense to you? Genre. Mm, yeah, I think I told that. Adventure. Okay. Adventure is a word I would uh, choose, mm-hmm. and it is kind of this 
thriller it is kind of this slasher it okay. is kind of this fiction so it that is all you have to give away man that is all you have to give away i mean i i am a big believer of uh, not revealing uh, much True. for example it's like it ventures into it that's the thing right yeah. we uh, we like to subvert your expectations with genre is you have these expectations and right when you them it, it's boring when you yeah. give them and you give them something more than what you what they don't expect that's exciting actually and mm. i i'm trying to do that in a way actually. yeah because I, i want to tell you one lesson i learned when i watched the tenet trailer the second trailer right um mm-hmm. i was disappointed with the second trailer because mm-hmm. it revealed too much it was the first trailer was very nice it 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 looked like it was cut by mr nolan himself but the second trailer it looked like warner brothers ceo cut the trailer because it was revealing all the spectacular shots all the key uh, surprise moments and i regret watching the trailer and I, and i wish i had a delete button in my mind so that i can delete that particular file of tenet the memory file of watching the tenet trailer from my uh, mind but i i can't do it and i suggest you the same brother of course you know better about your work but i i i don't know if you believe in not revealing much true that's the point right besides the genre thing there's nothing much to give away and yeah. uh, i think uh, you have to look up for the tenet film yeah. the film is a very strange thing because the marketing we may think like it is but the marketing the marketing of a project is completely different it's a huge uh, project right. so they may need to take some steps which may need to do it yeah. some may like it some may not like it uh, that enough. happens fair enough but you know if if what you're saying is true then people should watch films without theaters but that doesn't happen in reality right. you have to give them something good enough and you have to you meant without trailers experience. yeah that but if if what you're saying like we wouldn't uh, no no information exactly. and know nothing about the film exactly. people wouldn't come they wouldn't know anything yeah the trick is you have to give them enough information to yeah. set an expectation right. and you have to reach the expectation that is a tricky thing very few people are capable of doing that yeah so precisely that's dude here's the thing i love movies and you love movies and uh, if i ever attempt a guinness record to hold the longest podcast you know what i'll do i'll invite you and we'll talk about movies all day couple of days three days but <laughs> brother yeah. i think yeah. we have to end this right here and i'm sure we will do many more in the uh, in the future but it has been an absolute fun talking to someone who shares the same uh, passion man and thank thanks for doing this it was really a pleasure sharing my ideas you know it's it's rare um, probably never done that so it's strange and it's a good experience man thank you thank you very much for doing this i wish you all the best for all the projects you've come and i really want to tell my viewers and listeners his name is vidyat nani watch out watch out folks watch out for his movies watch out for his work in the future he's just 26 and he's coming you he's coming at you hard and fast thank you very much for listening uh, everyone to the solo cabos podcast i'll have to sign off here bye everyone